Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Faithful Niner Empire. What's good? What's good? What's good? You know who it is. It's your boat. Jake in the bay. Faithful Niner Empire. What's good? You know who it is. It's your boy, Jay in the Bay. Welcome back. Welcome back, 49er fans, to another episode of What's Good with yours truly, Jay in the Bay. What a time to be a 49er fan. Obviously, we're in the divisional round going up against the, the Dallas Cowboys. And it's funny. We hadn't played the Cowboys in the playoffs for about 25 years. And now in back-to-back seasons, uh, we're facing off against the Cowboys again. And this time it'll be at Levi Stadium. So obviously that's a huge plus. The Cowboys, they're, they're, they're riding high. You know, they, they, they beat the brakes off them good old Tampa Bay Buccaneers and TB12. And, and Dak had a hell of a game. Uh, he really used his mobility to his advantage and he made some plays and, you know, I got to give it up to Dak. They, they played pretty well. Also that Cowboys defense played uh, pretty well as well, but up uh, this week going up against the 49ers, it's going to be, you know, they're going to have to definitely up their, their level of play if they can. And uh, I think we are a much more talented team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, more playmakers on both sides of the ball, but it's always exciting to play, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, Obviously, we have a huge rivalry dating back to the 90s and 80s, but it looks like the rivalry is renewed. Two years in a row, we'll be playing against each other in the playoffs, but um, let's get into it. Let's get into Jay's five big things. Five, four, three, two, one. Five big things. When I was looking up stats about the, the previous game we played last year, uh, a few things, uh, you know, stood out to me. Uh, one of the things was we were able to sack Dak five times. Uh, we were also, also the Cowboys committed 14 penalties, um, and they also had uh, a few turnovers. So 
I think it's going to be really key in this game, the 49ers, to have the higher IQ, which is something that we've done pretty much the entire year. Uh, I, I feel in the second half of the season, the penalties have, have gone down considerably. Usually you could count on one hand the amount of penalties the 49ers have had uh, in any particular game, especially in the back half of the season. And when you look at the Cowboys, they're tied right now for fourth with the most penalties in the NFL throughout the regular season. And this is something that we saw last year as well. Um, and I think that's something that the 49ers are going to have to hang their hat on. Just be the smarter team, be the more buttoned up team. Don't commit penalties, especially in the secondary. I think that's going to be huge. But we know the Cowboys and especially their, their young uh, left tackle. Um, he came out of college with the most penalties in the NFL. And it seems like that's continued. So I think, hey, 49ers, have the um, better IQ, make smart plays, and don't beat yourself up with penalties because we know the Cowboys uh, will definitely do that to themselves. Let's get into number two. Definitely got to protect BP. We know the Cowboys, they got Micah Parsons, um, and they, they have um, you know some, some playmakers along that defensive line that can definitely get after the quarterback. I believe the Cowboys are a top 10 team in sacking the quarterback and pressure and things like that. So it's going to be imperative, uh, especially when Michael Parsons lines up against Mike McGlinchey. I mean, Mike McGlinchey has been playing pretty well, but Michael Parsons, you know, he is, you know, in consideration for defensive player of the year, one of the better edge rushers in the NFL, no doubt. So it's going to be imperative to protect BP, uh, allow him to survey the field and, uh, you know, make good decisions, which he's done so far in these past six, seven games. So uh, protecting Brock Purdy, um, not allowing the Cowboys to get unnecessary hits on him is going to be a must uh, in this game. And Brock Purdy has done a great job in extending plays. Even if the pass rush gets to him, he can extend those plays, which allow him to, hey, scamper for a few yards to get a first down or allows his wide receivers to get a few more seconds and then he can deliver throws. We've seen Brock Purdy do that uh, countless times throughout this winning streak, uh, but that's going to be imperative. Let's protect Brock Purdy. Number three, man, turnover free is the way to be. Um, we can't afford to give the Cowboys extra opportunities to, you know, have offensive possessions. And I think the 49 offense has, has done a pretty good job. I think Brock Purdy has only thrown like three interceptions throughout his time uh, starting for us. So I think that's pretty good TD turnover into uh, TD interception ratio. He's got double digit touchdowns. Um, so Brock Purdy is continuing to make good decisions and, Weather should not be an issue uh, this week. No rain, no heavy wind. Thank you. Uh, so that, that's not going to be an issue. But our ball carriers, you know, hey, keep your hands on the ball um, and, uh, you know, protect the football. Protect the football is the best way to do it. And I think this 49ers offense can do that. On the other side of the ball, man, this 49ers defense, I don't remember seeing a, a 49ers defense that was able to get turnovers as much as we had this season. I believe in December alone, we had 20 turnovers uh, in the back end at the linebacker level, uh, at the defensive line level, whether it's getting interceptions, forcing fumbles. Charles Oman Wayhue last week with the you know strip fumble of Geno Smith. Uh, that's what we have to do on defense. Continue, uh, you know, continue getting turnovers on the defensive side of the ball and protecting the football on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, that's another way we can win this game. Number four. 
Definitely got to eat. Um, you know, as I mentioned last year in the playoff game, Dak Prescott was sacked five times by this defense. I feel like this defense, especially the defensive line, is is better this year. I think we are uh, healthy. We are we are peaking right now at the right time. Obviously, Nick Bosa led the NFL in, in 18 and a half sacks. He should be he should be awarded that defensive player of the year. Charles Omenwayhu had a pretty good season and an even better playoff game. Jordan Willis, which no one talks about, he's, 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 I wouldn't say he's underrated, but there's just bigger names in front of him. But Jordan Willis has been getting a lot of snaps compared to Drake Jackson. I like what I see from Jordan Willis. Uh, Javon Kinlaw's back. We know what Eric Armstead can do, especially in stuffing the run. He also had a sack last week. So I, I like our chances. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I like our chances with our defensive line against their uh, you know, offensive line. And Dak last week, Hey, he had a stellar game. He had probably one of his best playoff games against Tampa Bay, but he also had a lot of time to throw. And I just don't think he will have that amount of time to throw against the 49ers, uh, one of the best defensive fronts in the NFL. And of course, you have the big names, but there's also a lot of depth uh, along that defensive line. So definitely, we I think we can get another five sacks versus Dak this, uh, this game. And uh, make, make sure we disrupt his timing, disrupt his flow, make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket. And I think that will definitely put us in better position to win. Number five, playmakers. Uh, you know, when I was looking at the game last year, I was like, well, what's changed uh, from the two teams, the two respective teams? I don't think the Cowboys added any significant free agent or draft pick, um, obviously, um, CeeDee Lamb's going to have a bigger role in this offense. Tony Pollard would have a bigger role in this offense as well. But, uh, you know, you look at the 49ers with the addition of Brock Purdy, who a lot of 49er fans feel, hey, is an upgrade over Jimmy G, which I would definitely agree with that, just his playmaker ability. And John Lynch pulling off one of the greatest trades in NFL history, one of the greatest in-season NFL trades in 49er history by bringing in CMC. He is the ultimate playmaker on the ground and uh, in the receiving game. He just opens up everything for uh, a lot of his uh, teammates on the offensive side of the ball. And, and in last year's game, Debo was the focal point of the offense. And we still have Debo and he is healthy, but he doesn't have to get 15, 18 touches, you know, let's give Debo about 10 touches and he'll be full speed uh, and he won't be run down. So, uh, you know, with, with Kittle, Ayuk, with Jennings, um, you know, CMC, Elijah Mitchell's back. I just think the playmakers on the off on the 49ers offensive side of the ball is just greater than what the Cowboys have. And Brock Purdy is playing really well. And, and I say, Playmakers is my number five big thing is because Brock Purdy is going to have to continue getting the ball to his playmakers. And he's been doing an excellent job at that. And I think that will continue uh, versus the Cowboys uh, this Sunday. And those are Jay's five big things. Hey, Jay. All right. So we have Hey, Jay, a segment where viewers can send in their questions to yours truly, Jay in the Bay. The first question is from CHSF. They say, what is the 49ers biggest advantage versus the Cowboys? I think that's a great question. Uh, I think it's going to be the 49ers playmakers on offense and our ability to run the ball. Um, I think uh, CMC, Elijah Mitchell are going to get a lot of touches in this game. I was quite surprised by Shanahan 
uh, his like his first 15 scripted plays, like where we kind of threw the ball. Um, but I think that goes, um, I think that that tells you that Shanahan is really um, is, is really is, is really confident in Brock Purdy's ability to throw the ball downfield. And he doesn't want to have an offense that is predictable. So I like that Brock Purdy was able to throw the ball down the field uh, in yesterday's or in last week's game and over the course of the six, seven games that he's played. But to go back to your question, 49ers biggest advantage is running the ball versus this Cowboys defense. They have been better the last month of the regular season, but on average, they, they allow throughout the season about 140 yards rushing. And we know that's what the 49ers want to do is run the ball. And we have a plethora of playmakers, as I previously mentioned in Jay's five big things. So I think those are the two advantages, the running game and our playmakers. Great question. CHSF. Next question. King of Swing. What's good? King of Swing says, which player from the Cowboys offense will be the hardest to stop? Mm, that's a great question. You know, the Cowboys have Tony Pollard. I think he is a pretty good running back. I think he's a free agent in this offseason. The Cowboys will have a difficult decision to make. Um, I think he will be difficult to stop. I mean, you know, I know Dak Prescott isn't an elite quarterback, but he he played pretty well. And the 49ers defense has struggled at times with a mobile quarterback. And Dak Prescott reminded everyone last week that he can be mobile. He can't scamper for 10 yards for a touchdown. I think uh, he will be difficult to stop. And also CeeDee Lamb. I mean, I know in, in two out of three games, uh, Mooney Ward did an excellent job on DK Metcalf. Uh, didn't allow a touchdown, um, you know, minimal catches, minimal yards. And then in the last game, in the playoff game, DK Metcalf kind of went off. Uh, but but that's what playmakers do. You know, DK Metcalf is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And, you know, I'll take a two out of three, you know, excellent performance any day of the week. And that's what Mooney Ward did. But DK Metcalf had the upper hand in the last week's game. So I would say um, CD Lamb, I know he lines up in the slot. I know he lines up outside as well. So Whoever is on him, I think that will be a difficult matchup. Um, he is the Cowboys' main playmaker. And don't sleep on Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz led the Cowboys in last year's playoff game in catches, so he could be uh, someone difficult to stop as well. So I gave you a lot of names. If I had to narrow it down to one name, I would say I would say C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, I think, will be the most typical um most difficult player to, to guard on the Cowboys office. That's what I would say. But great question, King. Jess, what's good? <laughs> great question. Which Dak is the real Dak? The one that played great versus the Bucks or the one versus the Commanders that struggled? Man, that's a great question, Jess. Uh, you know, I think the Cowboys versus the Commanders, I think they didn't really have much to play for. And sometimes the Cowboys played down to their competition and sometimes they're not a disciplined team. I think that shows in the amount of penalties that they have under Mike McCarthy. They're, you know, they were top five in most penalties in the NFL. Um, obviously, he played great against the Bucs. I think we've seen two Dak Prescotts uh, for his entire career. He's not an elite quarterback. I think he struggles when he plays against the upper echelon teams in the NFL. Uh, and I think he plays his best when he has time in the pocket. Well, this week, he's going up against one of the upper echelon teams in the NFL. I don't think he's going to have a lot of time in the pocket. So I could see Dak Prescott fading and not being the quarterback we saw last week with Tampa Bay. Will he make plays? Absolutely. But I think he also had, what, 
15 interceptions in the NFL in the regular season, and he didn't even play every single game. He missed a few games. So I think if we can get a few interceptions on Dak, make him uncomfortable in the pocket, uh, and I think that will be the real Dak that we see on Sunday. Good, great question, Jess. Away, Jay. Now it's time for Fade Away Jay. Man, two of the most popular teams in the NFL are meeting up this Sunday at Levi Stadium. Um, you got the so-called America's team, and then you have the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you know both teams have uh, a lot of playmakers, a lot of big names on the field. I think the 49ers, though, will prevail. Uh, I think the 49ers, as long as we win the turnover battle, uh, the Cowboys commit more penalties than us. I think, if, honestly, if we do those two things, I think that'll put us in a greater position to win. And if Brock Purdy continues to play pretty well, you know, he he was a little shaky in the opening game or in the opening few series last week. And he mentioned, hey, you know, there were elements, there was rain, there was wind. I don't know if anyone has that, tried to throw a ball in those type of conditions, but it, it is more difficult. So, uh, you know, hey, we win the turnover battle. Um, we commit less penalties, make fewer mistakes. And Brock Purdy continues to get the ball to his playmakers. I mean, we've seen it. Once Brock Purdy gets the ball to, you know, CMC, Debo, IU, they make plays. Jawan Jennings, George Kittle, um, you know, our guys make plays. And as long as we continue to do that, I don't see why we can't continue to win. And uh, it's going to be a, a hell of a game, great game. But I got the 49ers winning, of course, against them good old Dallas Cowboys. 31 to 27, and it's going to be a close, tight, high-scoring game. I think the 49ers will prevail. And keep in mind of the uh, Cowboys kicker. You know, he did miss, what, four extra points last week. I think the Cowboys did sign a kicker, so that would be something else to watch out for because we know the Niners special teams have been very well, much improved since last year. So uh, that could also be a factor in this game as well. Don't sleep on that. But I uh, appreciate everyone watching another episode of yours truly, Jay in the Bay. What's good? Shout out to the 49ers cutback. And everybody enjoy the game on Sunday. Get your popcorn ready because it's going to be a hell of a game. Go Niners. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.